Welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. My name's Sergio. Uh, I'm here with Jeff. Uh, we are your hosts for the show. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? An extra uh, thing on the end there has, has, has a lot of chutzpah. It's enough to clean out a. It's it's enough to uh, clean out a clogged fan on a computer. Oh, you, is this is what it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> hosts. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's Shellheads. We talked about Ninja Turtles. Uh, this is episode one sixteen. Yeah. That sounds right. Uh, we have a main topic, like we always do, and typically up up top we chat for just a, you know like a minute or so to say, hey, how's your week been? How's it been going since the last time we talked? But we have so much news and so much topic that we don't have time for any BS. Uh, so let's just go into our first segment, Jeff. And now it's time to check out that bodacious box. The, the bodacious box. I, I like it. Sounds good. It's good. Um, so, uh, 2012, uh, uh, TMNT showrunner, uh, Ciro, uh, Neil, um, has a big cartel website where he, from time to time, uh, will sell prints and stuff like that. And he will sign them. And I got in the mail the 10th anniversary color print, um, and I also bought a Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go poster, which came with a cool patch, also signed. And he threw in a uh, Kaiju Assassin sticker, which are like funky, evil-looking Mirage-style turtles they don't look like zombies but they just look really angry and toothy so okay well that's cool it's very Uh, cool what's what was not cool was our idiot of a a postman or post person decided you know there's this long you know cardboard thing that'll fit i don't have to get you know off my butt and go put it on the port no no. So they just curled it up and put it in my mailbox. It's a miracle that everything was okay. Did it say don't bend? Unfortunately, it did not. So and that's I not be, his fault. Yeah. Well, still, I mean, come his on. or her fault. I'm sorry. It's I mean, not their fault. I mean, come on, you know, but I will I will message him and be like, hey, from now on, just put photos do not bend or whatever on the packaging that way. Oh, I thought you said you're going to message your mail person like, dude, that's yeah. weird. Don't do that. No, actually, I do. I do know one of them. She's very nice. Yeah, she wouldn't have done that. Again, it doesn't say do not bend, which which implicitly means you can bend. Especially if it's in a like uh, some sort of envelope that is bendable. I'm still going to go ahead and say no. Don't do it. Well, that's cool. Um, you going to send me a picture of it to put on the Instagram? Yeah. On the gram. On the gram. Cool. Uh, I'll get that posted. Maybe before, maybe after. I don't know. I don't know when that's going to hit, but it'll it'll hit and you'll see it. Well, what I got in my box, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, um, 
isn't nearly as um, unique as what you've got. Mine is mine's pretty basic. Uh, I, w- I was at the Target the other day, and I did not even know these things were on the market yet. But uh, the diecast car company Jada or Jada, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Uh, a f- couple years ago, they did a Leonardo little action figure with a big car, like a diecast car, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the car was, and it's not listed on this, but uh, it's in their Hollywood series or Hollywood Rides series. Um, I bought the Leonardo one two years ago. The one I found at the Target this uh, this week was the Raphael one. Oh, nice. It's Raphael. It's actually like a die-cast figure uh, with a 1967 Chevy Camaro with a Ninja Turtles paint job. That's pretty awesome. It is kind of cool. Uh, it was 20 bucks, which I, re- I remember the Leo one being more expensive than that. So I mm-hmm. maybe I'm just crazy or I bought it from somewhere that was trying to, you know, like price gouging. Who knows? But it's cool seeing it at Target, and it was cool that I was just able to grab it. Uh, I, I I guess this suggests that they're going to have a Michelangelo and a Donatello at some point. But if they continue with this release cadence, it may be years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it. It's it's, pro- it's probably pretty easy to search for and see. Uh, just search Raphael and then Chevy Camaro. I'm sure it'll come right up. Yeah. So, yeah, th- what's in our box is very, very, very trim this week, which is good because we have – I'm sorry. You, what would you call it? The bodacious box? The bodacious box. Normally yes. it's what, what's in your bodacious box, but, you know, because I get stuff here and there, you know, not not nearly as often as you do. I, um, look, I kind of like the bodacious box. I figured it'd stick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like it better than what's in your box, Sergio. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. That's kind of invasive. Yeah. Oh, that – I thought of it last week. Well, let's move on to the next segment. And now it's time for Secrets of the Ton of News. Yes, we have a lot of news this time, Jeff. A lot. Um, and it's kind of as expected considering we have a you know a feature film that is rolling very heavily into the uh, promotional stage of its of its release. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw into this. I saw across the Spider Verse this week, and it is one of the trailers that's in front of it. It'd be crazy if it wasn't. Yeah. Um. I also saw. I saw something a couple weeks ago, and it was one of the trailers in front of it. So yeah, it's 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 being he- heavily rotated out there. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the new trailer, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. So. We got as as we spoke of last last time, we got a brand new trailer with a bunch of new footage and uh, actually some details as to what the movie's going to be about. Uh, well, what we got from the trailer was uh, basically a a group of you know teenage turtles who have lived underground who kind of fantasize of being regular boys, you know, almost like a Pope Pinocchio story, right? And we also get a tease of who the main villain is. And it sounds like it's Superfly, uh, which is of course voiced by the incomparable ice cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see several mutants, like a lot of mutants in the trailer. 
Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can get a, a, a rogues gallery going here. Uh, we see Genghis Frog. Uh, we see Leatherhead, Bebop, Rocksteady, Superfly, Ray Filet, um, Mondo Gecko, Wingnut, and presumably Scumbug. Mm-hmm. And it's established that the turtles are going to try to defeat Super Superfly to gain recognition in the city, and then everyone will love them, and they won't have to hide anymore. Yeah. So they just kind of see themselves as underground monsters. Um, we also see a lot of action shots. Uh, there's a really cool breakdown at the end where uh, Splinter says, uh, Michelangelo, uh, you have heart. Uh, Donatello, you have wisdom. Raphael, you have bravery. And Leonardo, you have honor. And then, again, more really cool action shots. It This trailer plays really well. It really does. I think it, I think it works better than the previous one. Um, I really like the previous one, so I don't know. It, it, either, either way, for me, works. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm a fan of the whole we're monsters who live in the sewer angle. I never have liked I've never liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 a it's an area that they've done before. And it, it just seems kind of bankrupt. Of course, I haven't seen the movie. I can't comment on whether or not it's good in this film. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it just doesn't work in my brain as well as it seems like it does on on screen. Right. But I really enjoy the trailer and I'm really excited for them to tell a story that is not foot clan based. Yes, as am I. And, you know, I, I talked to a few people about it and I was like, uh, I forget which friend it was. I was like, where's the shredder? I'm like, dude, no. OK, they've done movies with shredder. We need something fresh. We need something new. I'm like, they can show up later. In other films, because I'm sure they will at some point, but we need something fresh. Mm-hmm. I love the Shredder. That's not a, that's not me hating on the Shredder. It's just it's been done. We need we need some new blood. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, yeah, it, it's it is a completely different angle that we just have not seen in a in a feature film ever. There's absolutely no hint at the Foot Clan, no hint at the Shredder. There's there's it doesn't seem like there's any subterfuge here. It is a straight up a story about mutants, and I am totally down for that. As am I. Subterfuge? I think that's the right word, right? Sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, with the release of the trailer, we also got a whole bunch of other uh, announcements about the movie. Uh, hey, remember two weeks ago? A, a short two weeks ago when we were talking about this movie and we we're like, it's so weird that they haven't announced any pop figures. Yeah. Well, guess what, Jeff? What? They st- they, they announced pop figures. Of course. They, 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 well, they, I don't know if they announced per se. Uh, they, they did kind of, they released pictures of some, some, uh, target exclusive, like special pop figures, like there's a a, a giant Leo uh, and a a new turtle van mm-hmm. that comes with, I believe, a Raphael or a Michelangelo. It doesn't matter. Uh, in addition to that, they, of course, showed the back of the box. And on the back of the box, there's a whole list of new pop figures, a Leo, 
in April. Superfly, Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael, Splinter, and who knows? There might even be more. There's a whole bunch of mutants in this movie, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, so it, I, we we called it one two weeks early, or I guess one week early because it was one week. It was like days after we recorded. Right. Yeah. So what, what do you think? I mean, they look really good. Like they look. I, I like the looks of them. Yes. Um, and guess what, Jeff? These pops are already showing up in stores. Oh, yeah, I have no doubt. Yeah, there there are pictures of people finding them at Target already, which is wild. I mean, it's not that far fetched. We usually get merch early before stuff shows up or before well, the, before the film ship comes out. Well, what's wild is we didn't know about them a week and a half ago. Yeah. And they're already hitting stores like that's that's the wild part. Stealth drop. I mean, they are ninjas. Aha! Aha! Uh, uh, well, I don't know why I gave you credit for that. Uh, next news topic. <laughs> uh, keeping in in the, the realm of mutant mayhem. Uh, what about this art book? I'm here for it. What is it? I mean, it's a book of art from the movie. All right. Next news topic. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's a hardcover. I get. I don't know much about it except it's 36 bucks. If you want it, go buy it. We need, we need to keep moving. Um, so Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are doing the score of mutant mayhem. Pretty freaking epic. Like if you would have said, Hey Sergio, who do you want to do the score of the new turtles movie? They would be the top of my list. Yeah. And I would also never expect them to actually do it. So to hear that they did, it's very exciting. Like, what does that mean? Because, of course, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are basically Nine Inch Nails. Uh, yeah. Trent Reznor is the name traditionally associated with Nine Inch Nails, but Atticus Ross is technically in the band as well. And they have made a second living scoring movies. Like, they've even won, I believe, at least one Oscar. I believe more than that. So, they, they, like, they're... Score all stars is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So that's great news. Should be very interesting. I hope so. It, it, like, I'm just glad that they got someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. You know, do we have any other mutant mayhem news? I don't think so. Um, yeah. Do we? Yeah. What is that news? The, uh, supposed tv series oh yeah okay all right yeah that is you're you're correct what is this what did what are you talking about jeff so there's rumors going around there's nothing from like the the main trades like hollywood reporter deadline or variety uh talking about um and we a series uh that you know might springboard off of the new movie and we kind of talked about this before um but there was not really anything you know i don't think you know very concrete yeah and there's still not anything concrete because it's you know it's from all these sites that i've never some of these i've never heard of some of these are not reputable 
Yeah, it's the, the main one that's reporting it as an exclusive is Cinelinx, and I've never heard of Cinelinx. Yeah, uh, they they might be legit. They may not. Uh, other other sites have picked it up as if it's news, and I think that might be a bit um, unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, even at the bottom of it, it says Paramount declined to comment when we reached out. Yeah. Yeah, the the one thing about this website that has me worried that it's not accurate is at the bottom it says contact us, and the contact us is just a dude named Jordan at Cinelinks dot com. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know anybody can get a website now, anybody can report on stuff. You know, it's the just just know if it's not coming from those three sources, people don't believe it. Yeah, but we 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 do know that there are television shows coming to Paramount Plus shows plural uh, from you know the Viacom Turtles teams. What those look like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. If this movie is a ginormous success, it would make sense that they they have something to do with the movie. However, I don't want that to happen. No. No. No, uh, I don't. I'm not going to say that I've been burned by Star Wars, but I feel like anything that they produce for Paramount Plus is not going to have the same production value that the movie does. Yeah, I see. I can see that. And it's going to immediately devalue the movie. You know, it's going to be a real return of Jafar situation. Oh, you know, it's like, hey, here's another Aladdin movie straight to video that doesn't have Robin Williams. Hope you like it. Yeah. You know, I, they're Even not going to get one did have Robin Williams, but, you know. Yeah. But at that point, the bridge was burned. It didn't matter. Uh, th- this all star voice voice cast they have, they're not going to return for a TV show. No. You know, un- unless it's something small scale, like an eight to ten episode arc. But you don't do eight to ten episode arcs for kids shows. Yeah. So so it, it, it doesn't make sense for it to be in this universe. I'm actually excited for them not to do something from this universe for a TV show. I want to see what the next TV show is. I want to see more Rise stuff. Like, maybe it's just me. What what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I. I know exactly. I mean, like, I I get where you're coming from um, because it's like, you know, when you and it it doesn't happen too often when you get movie properties and then they get a TV show. It does happen, but it, it, that that result is not as good as what was on the screen on the big screen. Um, mm-hmm. So that I agree with totally. Um, I I definitely because it would it would cost so much money to produce. Um, which is a, you know, TV budgets. I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not digging in and, you know, checking all the numbers, but they're not as big. I don't think as the, uh, the big screen. No, no, especially not streaming platform budgets because it's very hard to tie profit to them. Could be wrong. You know, could be wrong. Cause like, you know, Mandalorian had a, a, I think a pretty BP budget. Watch um, Mandalorian again, dude. Like oh, I watched that, all that of, whole that whole show is shot on the same soundstage. Eh, 
like it's, it's it, really it, good though. But yeah, it, I'm just saying it looks like a TV show. Yeah. In spots, and I don't. Again, I don't want to soil this new, especially if the movie's really good. I, I don't want subpar stuff being stapled to it on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can, I can get, get behind that. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't expect them to make any kind of official announcements, like concrete. Here's Paramount Plus saying something announcements until after the movie launches because you don't want to neuter your movie. Yeah. Promotions. So that that's why this this Cinelink stuff seems a bit dubious. It does. Yeah. Um. That's it for the mutant mayhem news, right? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. You want to talk about action figures? Sure. All right. Uh, let's start with Playmates. So we've talked numerous times about Playmates releasing these box sets of classic figures and box sets of like painted figures or re repaints of stuff. Uh, they've, they yet again are, are playing that, that song. And and this time they've kind of gone off the rails. They Uh, really have. Yeah, it's currently up for sale on Amazon.com. Mind you, in stock, not pre-order, so these things are not flying off the shelves. Is a four-pack with Mondo Gecko, the a retro-looking Mondo Gecko, a retro April O'Neil that's painted wrong, <laughs> Raphael and Leonardo with the molds of the Mirage Turtles that playmates did but painted like the cartoon turtles yeah in packaging that looks thrown together and there's very few accessories at least on the turtle side of things it's it's really a mess the 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 only thing that's cool about this and that's and the only thing that's really cool about any of these box sets that they've been doing are the boxes themselves yeah the box is great it's in it's the turtle van yeah, um, you got April like uh, the the back of the turtle van open and April's in there on the computer. Raphael's you know poking his head outside. Uh, Leo's driving, uh, and Mondo is like hanging onto the side, skating along with it. Yeah, but they're dubbing it as Turtles Adventures. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like that because it's, you know, that implies, oh, this is the Archie stuff. That adventure here. Well, I did not even make that connection. Mm-hmm. I guess there's no reason it can't be the Archie stuff. Uh, Mondo was in our, the Archie series. Yeah, but still, you know. <laughs> uh, the, it says that it's series one. So that tells me that they have at least are a plan to do a series two, which I'm assuming would have Michelangelo and Donatello in it. Yeah. And then probably like Master Splinter and then Man Ray or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I my idiot self will probably get it just because I've got a lot of these boxes and the boxes are just cool. Yeah, you probably will. Yeah. This this one is the worst so far. If I'm yeah. being honest, it's the worst so far. It is. 
yeah. Um, what's our next action figure piece of news? This isn't action figures per se, but it's statues. Now, we got a couple of news pieces about Mateus Santoloco uh, designs being made in the 3D world. Uh, how do you pronounce this? Farbolus? Faribolus? I'm just, I'm here for the ride. I'm uh, just. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go real ethnic with it and say, Faribolus. Hey! Yeah, Faribolus. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it looks like there are two statues coming. A Raphael and a Leonardo. They are one-sixth scale resin statues of Mateus Santoloco designed turtles, uh, designed after his his turtles from the IDW series. And they are something. They look really nice. Yeah. Yeah, they, they are and but they are very much statues. They they are not action figures. Yeah, uh, and they're very limited to only 750 pieces, but they will be available worldwide. <laughs> uh, th- yes, they will. Um, and I, I it wouldn't be su- I, I would not be surprised if there were only 750 people on the planet who would want to pay this much for them. How much are they, sir? They are five hundred and fifty dollars a piece. Nope. <laughs> So you're not gonna not gonna pre-order that, Jeff? No, nope, that's about as that's that's almost as bad as the um. Remember the movie turtle statues? Mm-hmm. The first movie ones, those were outrageously priced. I was like, I'm not gonna pay over a thousand plus to own all of that. No. <laughs> but I don't know. Five hundred fifty is that that's absolutely too much. It is absolutely too much, but I, I probably wasn't going to get, I'm not a statue guy, so I wasn't going to get these anyway, but they do look really cool. They do. Yeah. Uh, I used especially to be the Leonardo. In, yeah. I used to be big into statues and I just kind of stopped. So they take up a lot of space. They do. Now I've got the original, I've got, uh, Leo, Mike, and Raph from like that first big run of Mirage statues, and I'm mm-hmm. only missing Donatello. <laughs> that sucks. It does, but you know, eh. I mean, if it shows up, it shows up. Chances are very, very slim. Yeah. But I think I got one of them straight from Mirage. I, I thought all of them were. Oh, they might. Sold through straight from Mirage. I don't know. I don't know. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I still have the boxes or threw them out. I hope I didn't throw them out. I'm sure. But, I'm, sh- I'm sure you still have the boxes. Maybe. Uh, okay. So uh, the other piece of Mateus Santoloco news is the um, the loyal subjects figures that are supposed to be San Diego Comic-Con figures based on it his uh, IDW, you know, art. Those are uh, available for pre-order, or at least they were. Yeah. They they were for a hot second. I know that much. Uh, I ordered them through Entertainment Earth. 
they, they were available for uh, on Big Bad Toy Store. It does not look like they're available on Big Bad Toy Store anymore. Because they're technically, aren't they the first IDW figures? I think they are. I think they are. Uh, I'm not seeing them on Entertainment Earth. It's, 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 it's very possible they just sold out and then removed them. Uh, if, if, they're, if they're a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, I don't know if we're going to see a whole bunch of those made. So I guess good, good on you, loyal subjects. Uh, more figure news. So NECA, they snuck out three different uh, skews or three different, yeah, three different skews of uh, Mirage figures. Mm-hmm. Not no, no. Two of them are, are Mirage figures. One of them is a Last Ronin figure, and one of them is a really obscure Mirage comic that is kind of cool that exists. Uh, the it's Michelangelo the Wanderer. Yeah. Uh, it's from issue 17 of the volume one Mirage run. It, I believe it was a book by Kevin Eastman and Eric Talbot. Mm-hmm. And it was, we've, we covered it on, on this podcast, actually. It's the one where Michelangelo, it, it at the, the end of it, it's revealed that he was writing a story and it's basically him in this like ninja fantasy st- story. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird book. It's it's really obscure. It's a Best Buy exclusive figure. Ah, dang it, Best Buy. It's fine. Like there's again, this is going to be this isn't a figure that's going to be highly sought after because it's unless, so weird. Unless you're a Michelangelo fan and a Mirage nut, did buy it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just buy it then. Yeah. Like it was on, I, it might still be on BestBuy.com. Um, yeah, but Michelangelo the Wanderer, the figure itself, I don't. It's it's not a great looking figure. That looks fine. Um, I, like the 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 like the leather straps across the front of it just look like they're drawn on, which they are because it's an action figure. But it's not supposed to look like it's just drawn on. Yeah. Yeah, not it's it's fine. Like the the sculpt, other than that, is really good. Yeah. Uh, we're also getting a repaint three pack of the Shredder clones, aka more things for Russ to buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the it's all three of the clones. One of them is purple, one of them is blue, and one of them is red. Uh, this is also a Best Buy exclusive and. I know you may be asking yourself, what, what wasn't this a black and white comic or didn't they already release these in their proper colors? Yes, all three of these have been available in their proper colors. And these monochrome variants of them are, again, from the god-awful IDW re, like, recolors. Yeah, it looks like somebody, like an artist, found... Three of these not colored uh, or painted at all. And it's like, hey, I'll just sit at my table and color this in between commissions. Um, Yeah. That's not a jab. I mean, it looks – they look cool, um, but it looks like somebody just drew on them with markers. 
um, which I kind of dig, you know? Yeah. But you I, know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not a slide against it. It just, that's exactly what I got, you know, the feeling from, uh, looking at these for the first time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an old, it's a Sharpie special is what it is. Yeah. And as, as neat as that is, I, I feel like these would have hit a lot harder if they were just black and white. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel like the, the demand would be a bit higher if they were just black and white. Well, I know one person's going to buy them. Oh, no, two. I, I have not committed to buying them yet. See, you say that. And then the next week, uh, like, I did something dumb. It's, <laughs> they're currently available for pre-order on bestbuy.com, just like the Michelangelo Wanderer figure. Well, Jeff, it looks like all three of them are actually Best Buy exclusives, which way to go Best Buy. Um, but again, all three of them are, are, they aren't characters that everyone is going to want. So I, I think it's fine to make it an exclusive somewhere. It's when you start hiding main characters behind exclusive tags that really make it annoying. The figure is the ultimate Sinja patrol bot from the last Ronin. Mm-hmm. And this one is the best looking of the three. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, I don't know how I, I honestly don't know what the market for this thing is. So you, you may end up going to a Best Buy and seeing a giant stack of these. Uh, but they, but this figure is also available for pre-order on bestbuy.com for $35. Well, there you go. Yeah. And, and with none of them selling out, like what that tells me is the demand is, is perfect for it to be a store exclusive. Mm-hmm. Like it, th- this announcement came, came through what late last week, middle of last week. And yeah. if the demand was really high, Best Buy would have sold out and then everyone would be complaining. Oh, hey, where's my the Wanderer? But actually, it's kind of perfect. They'll just ship it directly to your house, drop it on your porch. So I, I'm OK with all of this. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for action figures. Um, tell me, let's move over to video games. Well. <laughs> I've got. Well, all of us got punched in the face uh, <laughs> with with this announcement. Um, and it's ironic because um, uh, one of my friends, uh, I talked him into uh, getting Shredder's Revenge for PlayStation. And we were playing it the other day online. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about like the punk frogs and stuff. And I was like, like, who are they? I'm like, okay. And I was like, here, let me catch you up to speed on the eighties cartoon. And, um, it's like, it'd be great if they were playable, but I'm not sure if we're going to get DLC. And then the very next day, (laughs) boom, the freaking trailer drops for shredders, revenge dimension, shell shot DLC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which it, that was what, like yesterday or the day before? Like it's 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 pretty yeah. recent. Yeah. Um what what's new, Jeff? Well, the most obvious thing right off the bat is the new playable character or characters, uh we, we only get a taste, uh, but that's our boy Usagi Ujimbo. 
which I called. It would be so cool to have this. And Sergio was like, oh, no, they rubble, 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 rubble. Yes, in my mind, sometimes you sound like the Hamburglar. Um, <laughs> they wait, a, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I don't think that was the attitude I had. I like, well, they're not going to get that. They got to go through Stan Sakai. I was like, Stan is really cool when it comes with the turtles. If it's done with respect and r- done right, yeah, why not? Yeah, ex- yeah, like like that was my stance. Is like it's an it's it's a different mark, different licensing deal, which is extra work. Which, you know, I just assume they're not going to put that work in. So good for them for putting the work in. Yeah, and he looks fan freaking tastic. He really does. And we we don't, and we, but it doesn't stop there, Sergio. We get new like costume or like uh, palette swap variants, including uh, 2K3 style colors, which goes back to uh, Turtles in Time with the uh, pupilless eyes, and um. Uh, TMNT 3 NES style uh, uh, coloring. Um, there's new foot soldiers. There there appears to be new levels, new modes. We don't we don't know what all's you know going to be offered. They just I like when they don't just tell you everything up front. Like I was like, don't announce. And this is what I would like. Don't announce all the characters. Let us just secretly unlock some stuff and like oh my god this character's in the game they're definitely not going to do that they're not they will they will announce they will announce these new characters but they're going to trickle it out to that that way they can uh get all of their marketing dollars worth of the news that this is going to make which is the right way to do it you know like there's a reason mortal Kombat didn't announce all of its characters today when they had their had their walkthrough of the of the game uh i'll get this but if there's not new levels i don't know if i'm excited i'm excited just in general because you know if you're an usagi guy it he looks great i'm sure he plays great he's gonna play differently from uh, leonardo simply because he only has one one sword one katana or whatever it's called Yep, that would be correct. Mm-hmm. So. There's no release date yet, just saying it's coming later in 2023. Yep. So I I'm was, very excited. I, good. I'm surprised this didn't hit during uh, Summer Games Fest. I am, too. Because it hit, like, what, one day ago? Yeah, it was one day ago. The Summer Games Fest live stream was today. Yeah. A lot of so, good stuff during that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe the the money just didn't line up. Uh, who knows? Um, okay, okay. Well, there's still other video game news, kinda. Kinda. Yeah. So there's gonna be some some uh, Target exclusive quarter sized playable arcade cabinets. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I understand what. Uh, not quarter size, quarter scale. I don't know how big that is. Probably about, you know, big enough for your action figure to stand in front of it. Hmm. Or taller than. Let's see. Does six inches? No, the screen is six inches. I have no idea. Oh, here we go. Height, 17.5 inches. Width, 9.2 
So it's over a foot tall. No pun intended. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, it's coming out later this year. They are it, basically it's it's a replica of the original arcade uh, cabinet, and they're also releasing Turtles in Time. So you can pre-order both of those. I don't know where. Um, I guess I guess it would have to be Target if it's an exclusive. Yeah. Um. Actually, no. You can get them from a, from from directly from Konami. But this price tag is probably going to price me out of this thing. Uh, it's made by Numskull, mm-hmm. and you can pre- you can pre-order them from the official Konami shop if that's a real thing. It says here that they're three hundred bucks a piece. Whew. Yeah, this just got way less cool. Yeah. I don't know where I I don't know where I thought this was a Target exclusive. Whatever, um, three hundred bucks. That's how much they were charging for the for the uh, arcade one up, like half size. Yeah, cabinets. That's crazy. Hmm. Maybe they'll. There's probably a reason they're not sold out. All right, cool. Check the show notes if you want to see those things. Um. Let's see. There's still some more news. Okay. Speaking of stuff that I'm not going to buy, you know that vinyl that, or do you know that album they released uh, a few months ago with the the chip tune version of the Turtles in Time theme songs or oh, score? Yeah. Well, uh, not to be outdone, uh, Deep South Minneapolis Records are releasing an album by Lame Genie called Turtles in Time, the metal album. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it's just the score, but metal. I mean, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, It says here it's recorded by Jeff, Mike and Kyle of Lame Genie. I'm assuming that's a band or a group. Uh, It looks like there's just dudes. Um, There are no turtles on the cover of it. There aren't even any pizzas, but there is a taco. So this is kind of all over the place. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, if they're going to sell it, you know, can you have turtles on it? It's a fan thing. I I guess not, but they could put a pizza. Well, they could. Yeah. That is a little odd. Yeah, that's real weird. Because they are saying turtles in time. Like, that is in the title of the thing. Yeah. Hmm. It's, again, it'll be in the show notes. I, I don't know how... I, I think someone sent me sent, sent me this on a in Instagram. That's how it ended up in the news feed. But it's $35, which is, you know, the, the cost of an album these days. So... Yeah, it's not bad. I wonder if this, I wonder if this is going to show up on, a, like, Spotify or something. That'd be... That would be better, because then I could listen to it before I spend $35 on it. Yeah, usually there are, you know, like, I, because I, I would I would listen to a lot of them before I would get stuff here like, oh, you know, whatever that you feel it like it's worth, or whatever, you know? Yeah. And um, I did that for a couple of Tron things, and I picked those up like, way back, so... Band, I, I want to say Bandcamp, or there's this. It's I don't think that's it. 
Band, band, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bandcamp does does some releases like that. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I just couldn't remember which one, but yeah. Um Yeah. So there's one more piece of news, and it's not news. It is full on not news, but we have to talk about it because it's getting very annoying. Every few years or so, somebody photoshops the Netflix logo onto some dark looking art of the Ninja Turtles and it and and release it, you know, releases it to social media like, oh, look, Netflix is making a Dark Turtles movie. And a new one is now circulating. And it, it looks obviously fake. Uh, yes. Like, yes. Like super obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it Yes, there's three turtles. They kind of look like the turtles from that that terrible video game uh, out of the shadows. It doesn't have a date. It doesn't have any kind of synopsis. It just says Netflix coming soon. And as fun as these fan, I don't know, fan fan art things can be, there are too many people sharing it as if it's real. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, 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 there are Turtles outlets sharing it and saying, hey, I know this isn't real, but look how cool it looks. Yeah. And I get that you're prefacing, prefacing, prefacing it as it's not real, but you're not helping. Yeah, like I get that, you know, the fandom is starved for more mature content. You know, we, we've we've spoken about that many times on this on this podcast. Um, but when it comes to something like this, I'm like, come on, just, you know, the, the closest we've gotten is the last run in video game. So let's 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 go from there. Yeah, I, it it just bugs me. It bugs me so much because turtles people that are in the know. I I, I don't I don't want to you know I don't want to gatekeep here because that's not what this is. But dudes with turtles podcasts like ourselves and you know people following turtles accounts on say Instagram, we all know better. The yeah. problem is is they'll share it and then. A bunch of not huge turtles people see it and say, "Oh, that's awesome!" And then they share it to 400 people, and those 400 people share it to a thousand people, and then 20,000 people later, it ends back up in my newsfeed with someone saying, "Dude, I can't wait!" And I'm just like, "Come on!" It is very annoying. Unless you, again, unless you see these this news coming from official Hollywood sites. Hollywood Reporter, Deadliner, Variety, or so yeah. on. Don't believe it. Yeah. The thing is, is we're preaching to the choir. <laughs> the The people who are listening to us right now know better. Mm-hmm. It's not them that are sharing it, and it like in a way that bugs me. Right, because our listeners are intelligent. <laughs> yes. I yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying they're dumb. But they know what a real turtles announcement looks like yeah, because don't be they know by turtles. Dumb people. Yeah, don't be fooled by dumb people. And it's it's just really annoying. It, it's it's the last thing I want to say is, do, do you know how how many times I've seen this exact tactic used to promote a fictitious Legend of Zelda Netflix show? A lot because I have I have as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, like at least once every two years, someone shares some fan art, and they're like, I can't, can't wait till the show comes out. It's like, shut up. Just shut up, please. Yeah. <sighs> okay, okay, I'll get off my soapbox. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that was very uh, aggressive of me. And again, Turtles people aren't sharing it. And if they are, they're prefacing it with, this isn't real, but it's cool. And again, I don't know if you're helping. That's it for news, Jeff. Dude, well, we have comics to talk about, so let's let's just jump to the next segment. See you in a second. And we're back, Jeff. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. How was your break? It was enjoyable. You don't sound very sure of that. <laughs> I'm very confused. Oh, okay. All right. Well, good. I'd like to keep you on your toes. Oh, yeah. Uh, what are we here to talk about this time? Uh, more Ninja Turtles? Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> killing me, man. We're here. To, what, what are we here to talk about, Jeff? Ninja Turtles. The Archie run. That's right. Uh, we, we've been carving our way through the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures run since the very beginning of this podcast. And we have made it to issue 46. Uh, we're going to talk about that one and the six issues after it. Uh, and then we'll call it a night. Before we uh, before we dive in, what would you think of these seven issues? I thoroughly enjoyed these issues. Me too. I have never read them. I it has been so long since I've read most of these that uh it's I might as well be reading them fresh because the only thing I really remember are is is Chris Allen's art style. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite art styles, possibly my favorite ever in all of like turtledom. Yeah. Uh, and I believe all, if not all, most of these books are are drawn by him. Uh, I, I believe all of them are written by uh, the the team that did most of the books, and that was uh, Dean Claren, um, and it looks like Chris Allen as well. But Chris, of course, does the art on it. Uh, this issue, let's see, number forty six. Let's let's just dive in. Because we, we we talked a lot about news, so let's just dive directly into the issue. So, the issue starts with the turtles hanging out in the lair. Uh, that Most of this series has had them traveling around the world, so seeing issues back home, it's kind of cool. Doesn't last long. Very shortly after the beginning of the book, a... Uh, oh, uh, by the way, Ninjara is there with them. She's now just part of the team. Uh, very shortly after the beginning, beginning of the book, another fox just burst through the front door, and it turns out that it is Ninjara's brother. The turtles are like, how how did you find us? We're This is our hidden lair. And he's like, Ninjara sent me uh, your address, the location and directions. Sorry. And she's like, yeah, sorry. He's the only person I sent it to. Uh, I didn't think it was that big a deal. And, of course, Raphael is very upset with her because that is a tremendous security risk. While they're dealing with this newfound friend, uh, April is reporting on a four-armed monster in New York destroying things un- and saying the word Sarnoth 
which we know what you know we know the word Sarnoth has to do with the eye of Sarnoth. So yeah. uh, the turtles then uh, split up. Raphael and Ninjara decide they're going to go back to Ninjara's homeland because her brother brings uh, news uh, that her grandmother has been kidnapped and that they need her help uh, to find her. So Ninjara and Raphael leave to deal with that. This book covers that half of the story. The other half of the story is in the next comic. We'll get to that in a minute. The other half, of course, of course, being the Sarnoth part. Uh, Raphael Ninjara and her brother, what was his, her brother's name? Yumiko. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yumiko. They jump on a flight to Japan uh, and Raphael is, of course, complaining the entire time uh, and does not like that that Ninjara gave him the, the directions. They take a boat to this remote island that is not visible by anybody because it's enshrouded in clouds. Uh, they get there and they find a whole village of fox people and the uh, grandmother is missing. So they go looking for her. Uh, only to be captured in a in a hunter's net, uh, but it's only Ninjara and Raphael that are captured. Yumiko is not because he was working with the hunter who captured the grandmother. Uh, the hunter basically said, uh, "I will trade you your grandmother back if you get me a ninja turtle." And so it's revealed that, of course, her brother would you know double cross them. The tables turn pretty quick, and all three foxes in the situation, uh, Ninjara, Yumiko, and their grandmother, uh, along with Raphael, are fighting this hunter, only to only for him to escape beneath some... What are those Japanese bridges called? Do you know? Um, I do not. They haven't... I'm sure they have a name. Um, but the... The bad guy, the hunter, escapes into what seems to be another dimension. They step through uh, into this dimension and they see a horned red demon lady that they never actually give a name to. And she says, you can't leave unless you're pure of heart. You have to go back through the gate that you came in. Uh, And, of course, all the good guys leave through the gate without a problem back to Japan Uh, They say goodbye to Yumiko, and Raphael and Ninjara leave. There's a lot of other stuff in there, but none of it actually matters, because it was a happy ending. There were no consequences at all to what happened in this story, except that Ninjara and Raphael are pulled away from the the, the more important action in New York. Yeah. Whew. A lot happens in that book, Jeff. Indeed it does. And I don't know how much of it makes sense. What do you mean? Like, where? What's? Why is there a demon lady? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, she'd just be hanging out. And, and instead of the hunter going to where he knows there are ninja turtles, he goes to the other side of the world and asks the dude to black blackmail his sister. Like, it, it, it. I'm sorry, it just doesn't make much sense to me. There's there's some really good moments in it. Like, I really like how angry Raphael is most of the book. And I really like his reaction to seeing the the, you know, the the sexy demon lady. Yeah. Uh, what what do you think of all this? 
Well, I didn't expect it to go, you know, in that direction. I, at first I thought like well, from the, the cover of the issue, I was like, is that Kid Terra? You know, with, without his hat. That, um, you know, that's a, that's a, that is a, a, a good educated guess. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be some rando, you know, trophy hunting nut. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, they've used kind of like these familiar tropes before with, oh, you got to come back home with me. You know, there's a problem. And I was like, oh, he's like, oh, the guy's going to turn on him. And that I didn't, I didn't see. Cause again, I had never read this, uh, issue. And there's a lot of these issues that I just haven't read because I was not an avid, uh, reader. I was more of a watcher. Yeah. Because of my ADD and ADHD. So this was an absolute treat, uh, to read. Um, the Sarnoff thing, I was like, Ooh, notice that dude ain't got no eyes. Wonder what's up with that. <laughs> Did you notice that before they mentioned it? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't. Uh, I, again, I've read this multiple times in in my life, and I had forgotten that that's what he was looking for. Even though they're called the Eye of Sarnoth. Yeah. The, the eyes of it's yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, the setup for the next issue in this issue is odd for me. Like, I like it, but I feel like the Sarnoff stuff is way more interesting. Yeah. So I, I just didn't think it was really necessary. Yeah, like, I, I I did not expect, a, you know, a weird, you know, gate to hell or wherever they were. <laughs> and uh, it's like, you know, when when... When Raph was like, whoa, demon babe, and I was like, okay, well, her top part's covered up, but in the page prior, her, her butt cheeks are out. <laughs> like, is she wearing, like, a like a unitard? I mean, I, the, you know, only are, reason, it... the only reason for them to put a, a, a carefully placed ribbon on her, across her bosoms, uh, would be that she's nude. You, you would think so. I, I don't know. Her whole thing is just weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's very unusual. Mm-hmm. The, the the only thing that I really got out of out of this this Ninjara Raphael story is them hanging out together is always cool. Like it, it's it's cool that they get some alone time, and also we finally get some backstory on Ninjara. Yeah, it's not much. It's crammed between two really odd stories. You know the the Sarnoth stuff and the demon lady stuff. But at least we got some. True. Yeah. You got anything else? We got a, We got a lot to talk about. No. All right, good. Because the Sarnoth stuff is better than that. Picking up where the previous book left off when the turtles uh, split up from Raphael and Ninjara, they go to address the Sarnoth yelling monster that is terrorizing New York. April is there reporting it and stumbles upon a a rival reporter. Uh, his name is McIntyre. Uh, it's really weird that we've never seen him before, but, you know, why not introduce a rival? You know, it, it, it adds some flavor to April's story. Yeah. 
the turtles fight the monster, uh, and his little dog friend looks like a little dinosaur thing. Uh, and they chop one of his arms off. He escapes. The little dinosaur monster thing gets captured, uh, and the 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 monster steals a camcorder and attaches it to his head. Turns out he is a robot, and he's using the camcorder as an eye. Uh, they very quickly are able to communicate with him. And basically say, we're not trying to fight you. We, we, we're we friends. What, we were trying to communicate. What's up? What's going on? Well, uh, he conveniently knows English and tells them his origin story, which is directly tied to the Eye of Sarnoth. Uh, and we find out what he's missing are his three eyes. One of them he has found. He just found. Uh, the other two, he doesn't know where they are. He is from a... He's from a planet where his creators, the Mergeria, Magura, Mergia, Mergira, Gorera, that, yeah, <laughs> they, uh, they Two. created his synthetic, uh, him and his his brethren, as like, almost like a um, a servant class. And the servant class ended up revolting, and they were at war for years. And then they got their little dinosaur buddies to help with the fight. And now he's looking for his eyes. And so his little uh, his his dinosaur buddy is basically his seeing eye dog. And now they have to go fetch his seeing eye dog, no pun intended, uh, from its captivity in the news station of all places. So the turtles go there. They cut the power that way they can go in and actually get the dinosaur dude. Did the dinosaur dude have a name? Oh, it was Kark. Kark, Q-A-R-K. Yeah, that's how I'm going to pronounce that. And while they're breaking him out to get him back to Sarnoth, which is the name of the guy, name of the monster guy, uh, the power is turned back on and the turtles and Splinter are seen on camera. They immediately zip out of frame and McIntyre, the other reporter, is like, what? Who is that? We've got to investigate. Uh, the turtles then uh, say they'll help Sarnoff find his eyes. He then calls his spaceship in. They jump on the spaceship and leave. They then fly to Japan, where Ninjara and Raphael are having some uh, cuddle time. And they interrupt it and say, hey, you're coming with us. We have we have a job to do in outer space. It closes with McIntyre basically saying, "I'm." You can see in his eyes he wants more footage of the turtles. Yeah, this is a cool issue. I don't know what it is about the Eye of Sarnoff that is so intriguing to me. Maybe it's because I, I used to, you know, I saw that episode, you know, so many times as a child. But anytime they mention it in this run, it's it's just really exciting and. I like this 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 robot character. I like his seeing eye dog. I I, I like that this springboards them into a, another space story. It's 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 just a fun time. What do you think? I'm I'm going to echo that sentiment. Um, I how many episodes was that that they they did the Eye of Sarnoff? That was like what ten? Was it? I don't I don't even know if it was it that was many. Hu- it was a huge 
chunk, wasn't it? It was season two, right? It was like yeah. the, the through line of season two. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I just, it's just really intriguing to me. And I, it's hard for me to put to words as to why. But I, I wish the Eye of Sarnoth got more play in, in other other turtle stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm I could be remembering wrong. Because it has been a while since we've watched it, but I could I could swear that it was like, you know, multiple episodes they were trying to find that stuff. Yeah. There's like what three pieces. Yep. Which um, turns so out it, that they were just the eyes of a robot. Yeah, and that's really cool. Like I didn't expect this. You know, I didn't. You know, I I didn't see this coming. Um, and I didn't think we would. You know, ever get. Uh, something from the cartoon, you know, fleshed out more uh, in the comic, which was really, really nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Seeing Geraldo uh, Rivera show up and be April's rival was interesting. Um, <laughs> oh, and what's really funny is the um, that, you know, Rafael and Ninjara were about to do something pretty intimate. Yeah, they were in their street clothes. Because, like, <laughs> Raphael's completely nude. Like, no bandanas. Like, even more nude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, here's, like, an entire ship full of people you know, your family. I'm like, uh, hi? <laughs> hi, guys. Let hi me guys. put on my belt. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're doing stuff you're not supposed to be doing. And then they bust in. Happy birthday. It's not my birthday, but you're in your suit. Moving on. Let's Oops. move to the next issue. Yeah. <laughs> birthday suit. Uh, next is issue 48, and it is the first of the Black Hole Trilogy. So the turtles are traveling with Sarnoff. Uh, in his spaceship uh, crossing the universe. Uh, It should be noted that Splinter did not join them. It's the Turtles and Ninjara. Uh, There's a quick recap of what happened the previous issue, and they are flying in this spaceship right right next to a black hole. Then there's a long explanation as to what a black hole is uh, and how uh, the gravitational force of it is is impossible to, to, to break free of. Well, very shortly after that, a bunch of spaceships pop, uh, not out of the black hole, but pop near the black hole and just start shooting at Sarnoth's ship. Uh, chaos ensues and the turtles and Sarnoth have to abandon ship. Sarnoth does not. He ends up, uh, apparently falling to his death in the black hole uh, and it's just the turtles, Ninjara, and Kark uh, floating around in outer space, just outside of a black hole. Uh, the turtles promise to take care of the little dinosaur, Seeing Eye Buddy. Uh, the turtles have <laughs> laser guns, and they're shooting all of the uh, the the the. the, the the spaceships that have been attacking them. Apparently the spaceships that are attacking them uh, are shooting them because they're assuming that they are Nova squadron, which is a group of characters we haven't met yet. That'll happen in just a moment. 
they thought the turtles were Nova Squadron, and Nova Squadron apparently are a group of spaceship space fighters that are now basically vigilantes, or or or, or uh, how would you put it? Like they're for work for hire? No, what's it called? Mercenaries. Mercenary. That's the word. They're basically space mercenaries, uh, and they go by Nova Posse now because they don't fight for any defined, you know, space union. Uh, the, the Nova Posse shows up and saves the turtles and kills all of the the the, the attacking spaceships. And they then take the turtles over to Stump Asteroid, which is in, of course, Dimension X. Uh, there is a whole armada there awaiting to go to war. And the turtles, of course, have been to Stump Asteroid before in very early issues of this run. And so the turtles are like, hey, we know this. And they, you know, they talk, they get to talk to Stump and Sling. And as they're, you know, getting their bearings on this on Stump Asteroid, Donatello goes to use the restroom. And when he goes through the door, he gets grabbed by some blue light, blue alien like light and disappears out of his spacesuit. So it's a full service bathroom. Nothing, not even a chuckle. Jeez. Really freaking weird. Sorry, I was letting you do your whole spiel, so, you know. <laughs> it's a full-service bathroom, Jeff. Uh, no, no thank you. Um, yeah, so Donatello just disappears. Uh, Leonardo comes into the bathroom and Donnie's gone. Uh, the turtles are just hanging out. They're in outer space. It, things have gotten really weird, and they kind of fell backwards into this entire plot. Uh... What did you think of this? Th- this. The bathroom scene, it was very uncomfortable. Really? I don't want to hook all that stuff up to any of my parts. Well, I it, I wouldn't assume that any of those things are made for humans. <laughs> well, they're definitely not. <laughs> Might flush entire parts of you. Uh, yeah. Yes, I, I I just think that like this story goes completely sideways so fast. It it does escalate rather quickly. Yeah, but it's turtles in space. Oh, I love turtles in space. Always love turtles in space. That needs to be the name of the next video game, Turtles in Space. That would that would be great. Yes, let's let's travel in space. Um, I don't like that. They catch a ride with Sarnoff, and then he immediately dies. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's it's like, I'm the only person who can get you to and from where we're going, and now I'm gone. Yeah, unless there's that, you know, that cuddly guy. That's true. We do see a shot of cuddly in the Space Armada. I, I just can't imagine a more isolating situation where you're floating in a spacesuit in outer space, drifting towards a black hole. It's absolutely terrifying is what it is. It's like, nah, nah. I don't want to go in space. I'm good. I've seen all the movies. <laughs> Not only are you drifting towards a black hole, your ride exploded. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very dire situation. Uh, the, the Nova Posse or Nova Squadron, I... They give all of them names like there's Zebulon, Trip, 
Azul, Rave, Grotto, Exene. Even their ship has a name, Freedom One. And we I don't feel like we get enough panels with these characters over the next next three books. Because if this was a Marvel comic, I feel like they would be trying to spin this off into its own book. Yeah. You know, like the, like these guys are are hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy in in a in a in a, in a Marvel book, but in this it's there's too many characters. If if I was writing this, which of course I'm not a comic writer, but if I was writing this, it would be like three characters. Yeah. We don't need six. No, we if don't. we're not if we're not going to develop any of them, we're not going to make action figures for any of them. Give me three. High three. High three. Um, it's cool to see Stump and Sling. Yeah. Uh, I love those guys. As do I. I'm trying to see if there's, like, any, like, Easter eggs for the spaceship scene or panel. And it looks like one's, like, a giant floating pipe. And then another one kind of looks like the Satellite of Love from Mystery Science Theater, but I'm not sure. I'd have to do research. Um, there's like a giant floating pipe. Um, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe I think it's like, uh, what was, it? what was the lost in space ship? Jupiter two. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't recognize hardly any, like any of these. Hmm. Well, let's jump into chapter two of this issue. 49 picks up right where issue 48 left off, and that is Donatello disappearing into a blue light. In that blue light are the Sons of Silence, basically uh, aliens. The dudes who look like gr- alien greys. The greys! The greys. Uh, and they don't ever actually talk to him with mouths, but they do kind of have a conversation with him in his head. Uh, he was under the assumption that they had died in issue 13, or at least wished out of out of existence by Cherube in issue 13, uh, along with the the Turnstone. The Sons of St- Silence there are basically having a, a powwow around the Turnstone. Uh, they then have a bunch of uh, have a one sided conversation with Donatello uh, where they t- talk about existence, destiny, uh the other turtles are dealing with a, a much a, a much bigger issue, and that is the black hole that's expanding in Dimension X. Uh, they team up with Nova Posse and the, the the army that has been amassed by Stump the, the the tenants of Stump Asteroid. Apparently, they not only have to deal with the expanding black hole, but also Emperor Mazul, who has moved his troops in on all the fleeing refugees of Dimension X to try to rob them uh, to take advantage of the chaos created by the Black Hole. So the Turtles have to... The Turtles and the Nova Posse and all the good guys in the scenario are trying to get the refugees out of the way of the expanding Black Hole and also stop Emperor Mazul from screwing all these people over. That's what the Armada's for. That's what the Turtles are uh, have, have have now signed up for. That's the bigger story going on. Donatello, in his little weird white land of aliens, uh, he seems 
to be on the other side of the black hole, or at least that's what it looks like. Uh, Sarnoth's ship and a, one of the, the bad guy ships uh, come crashing through, and uh, he you know, is trying to figure out what's going on, try to you know, fight this, this, this bad guy. He's trying to get a hold of Sarnoth. And then he realizes, you know what? We don't know what's going on. Maybe it's the turnstone. The turnstone seems to be driving things around here. So the the enemy guy who busts through the the, the the into this this white world goes to grab the turnstone and is immediately vaporized and disappears. So obviously there's a lot of uh, power in that thing. Donatello uh, goes to touch it, and then we cut to a different screen. The rest of the turtles are sneaking into Mazul's uh, home base to ambush him, uh, along with several members of the Nova Posse. If not the whole thing, it might be the whole thing. Uh, Outside in space, there is a a, a spaceship battle happening, or evacuation is happening. And then the last shot of the the book is Donatello holding the turnstone and not evaporating. And he looks real happy to have a lot of power. So uh, things are things have hit the fan, but at least we have some plot now. We know what's going on. Uh, what'd you think, Jeff? It's you know, with each one of these books, the stories just keep getting better and better. Like I I didn't expect to see the turnstone <laughs> again. You know, we all thought is like, wait, what? How how is that? here but then again yeah, the with, turnstone's supposed to be destroyed yeah so i'm trying to remember from the story like was it blown up was it you know did it just disappear or A- according to this comic it was wished out of existence until i guess until somebody else wished it back into existence probably the grays I, I don't know if it, it's like it's not the thing about the turnstone is it's never fully explained at all. Yeah. Like it, it's it, it lives in a in a shroud of mystery and that's how they're able to use it for whatever they want because none of it makes any real sense. Yeah. Which is fine. Like some sometimes that, you know, your MacGuffin is just your MacGuffin. It doesn't have to make much sense. Um, I like that Dean Claren has just decided I'm going to get as weird as I possibly can. You know, we're not only going to send the turtles into outer space, we're going to have a philosophical conversation about destiny with Donatello, because it's a kid's comic. Why not? I mean, they were definitely aiming for, you know, a little bit older, you know, you got characters smoking, you know, there's about to be uh turtle and fox relations until that you know gets interrupted um (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i i feel like he was just kind of given carte blanche to do whatever he wanted Mm -hmm. uh of course the the, i think the only people green lighting this stuff were the, the was like Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird at the time. I'm sure they bounced it off somebody at Archie, but as long as this book was selling, I'm sure Archie was fine with it. Yeah. Um, that sounds about right. <laughs> Nobody's paying attention. You know, they're all looking at the cartoon, you know, no action, no smoking, no fornicating. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this book just kind of lived under the radar for several years doing really weird stuff. And, and the black hole trilogy is kind of a top tier weird. Yeah. But I dig it because, you know, the turtles and weird kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's it's bad that my only real complaint here is the Nova Posse doesn't get any kind of development. We don't learn much of anything about them. Yeah, especially that weird Batwoman thing or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, I it, I don't know. It's 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 cool. They they are cool characters, and they do end up in IDW, which is that's a crazy pull for IDW to pull. Oh, but I'm not wow. going into any details as to what how that story plays out. Yeah, please don't. Not gonna. Yeah. It, it, it should be noted that there is a Mutanimals backup book or backup story that's happening in the in the back of these issues that we will touch on next time we talk about the Archie series. We're we're not reading it for a reason. Yeah. Okay. So we're not just skipping it. <laughs> right. Uh, you got anything else before we move to Monumental issue fifty? Uh, let's see if we've got any, uh, and that one panel where, uh, that's, I don't want to say rando dude, but it's like the guy that like crash landed. Like, did we mention that? that yeah. Sarnoff is alive. Well, we don't know if he's alive. Like, we don't know if that's actually Sarnoff. That's just where Donatello is. It's oh. presumably on the other side of the black hole, but we don't know. Yeah, we don't know if this is coming from Donatello's mind. We don't know if it's something the Greys are implanting in his mind. We don't know if any of it's real. And I dig that. Like it's 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 kind of like um the the Amazon uh, tick series. Like, did Arthur really see the tick? Is he a figment of his imagination? You know turns out that it was real but i like that that they're they're kind of subverting your expectations yeah and i i really like it when 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 storytelling does that because there's so many stories out there that you can predict what's going to happen I'm like oh this is going to happen that guy's that guy's the you know, the, the butler did it you know it's you know <laughs> it's nice to see you know, when you can't predict it, like they did, uh, was it the Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. series? They did a lot of that in a lot of episodes. I'm like, oh, I thought it was that dude. Okay. You know? Yeah. So. Very you're, you're absolutely right. Unpredictability is, is, is a great way to describe the Black Hole trilogy. Yeah. And, um, uh, when that, when that one rando dude, like, touched the the turnstone is like oof that is a brutal death. <laughs> At least it's fast. Yep. <laughs> a band-aid. Issue fifty. The book starts with Lord Mazul yelling, "Kill them!" Uh, talking about Nova Posse and the turtles that are there to you know fight him. In space, uh, other turtles and other Nova Posse members are uh, fighting a space battle. In this the the white area with in the other dimension with Donatello Sarnoff and the Greys, Donatello apparently 
has become one with the entire universe. Uh, he says every atom, every molecule, every life, every breath, every death, he is become one with essentially God. And Sarnoth sees that the power is going to his head, that he is not equipped as a as a being to 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 wield that power and tries to talk him into basically calming down. Uh, on the other end of the story, the turtles and the Nova Posse are still fighting. Some of them are getting injured. N- not anything too terribly important. It's an ongoing fight. Sarnoth attacks Donatello, uh, attempting to take the turnstone from him. Uh, they're, you know, there's a real back and forth between them. You'll notice that Sarnoth has his arm back and has uh, is not wearing a uh, a uh, camcorder on his face. Uh, Donatello Donatello gets distracted by a vision of his brothers and Jara just long enough for Sarnoth to take take the turnstone from him uh, and send him back to his brothers on the spaceship. Sarnoth then uses the turnstone to not only destroy uh, kill the sons of silence but also collapse the black hole that is uh, that was expanding in dimension x saving the day ridding the universe of the sons of silence supposedly uh and basically setting everything right in the universe again the nova posse uh is victorious. Com- uh, Lord Mazul uh, vows that he will g- get his revenge on uh, the Nova Posse. Uh, the Turtles, they, they kind of celebrate their victory in a very bittersweet way because now it's confirmed that Sarnoth is not coming back. Uh, all of this is, of course, assumed because we don't really know where the whole Grays scene took place. Donatello just kind of disappeared there for a while. There's a lot of assumptions you kind of have to make to understand what's going on. But the good guys win the day, and they they comment on how they've had a wild vacation and they're headed back to Earth. I love what they did with Sarnoth and Donatello. I do too. So much. Uh, what'd you think of the issue? It was a fantastic conclusion uh, to this whole story. Um, like, I didn't know where they were going to take it, like what was going to happen to Donatello. And, I mean, Sarnoth, like, they they haven't known each other very long at all. But the fact that he was able to get through to him while he basically holds, you know, the turnstone in his hand and has access to everything. It, it's, you know, it, it's basically the super internet. <laughs> <laughs> Pouring yeah. all the information from all over the universe into, you know, his head, his head. And if he had probably held on to it for much longer, you know, who knows what it would have done, but or, I, or what he would have done. Yeah. Yeah, it, the the turnstone seems like a, an item that is so powerful that a organic being cannot possess it, but a robotic being 
presumably without a soul. Yeah. Seems to be able to wield it without it being uh, an overwhelming force. Yeah. At least that's that's what I took from from, from what happened. Oh, I got that too. De- most definitely. Yeah, it's it, it's it's wild, man. I I really do like how odd and how off the wall and how open to interpretation a lot of this is. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's not something that we get a lot in Turtles fiction. Usually everything is pretty laid out, laid out bare with with no second level thought here. But there's a lot you could you could you could glean from what happened in this in this third book. Most definitely. Uh, what else you got for issue 50? Mm, not much. Okay. I mean, that was, you know, that was, the, I think that was probably the biggest thing in the book, in the issue. Um, yeah. Was Donatello about, you know, being pushed to the brink of madness. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if you saw, but it's issue 50. So it, it is, it's a pretty important adventures issue. There was a, a pullout poster in the middle of the, uh, of the book. It was a pullout poster drawn uh, by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a stunner. And I, I remember as a kid, I had pulled the poster out of mine. I think, yeah, yeah, like I didn't. I was really meticulous and weird. I bent the staples out, carefully removed the the, the two page spread. I displayed it in my room. And then when it came down off the wall, I bent the 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 uh, the uh, staples back out, slid it back on, bent the staples down, and now it's back to being part of the book again. Wow! How did you how did you hang it? I can't remember. Yeah, not with tape or something. No, no, no. I I I just remember removing it and putting it back and thinking I was a genius because I, I bent the staples like ah oh, now it's not it, it's part of the book still yeah I was a oh, weird little kid it's very yes and uh it turns into <laughs> a weird adult uh that's fine um it's definitely one of the most interesting plot posters I've seen um and so off the wall I'm like what does this have to do with this issue nothing um, and nothing <laughs> i'm curious to know how many issues out there still have the poster uh intact I, like let's see what is it issue 50 if issue 50 yeah i don't i don't think i have that yeah no i don't yeah it's it, the, the cover of issue 50 is one of my favorite covers of the run. It's a, it's a really nice cover. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll have to check when we get done. I don't think I have this issue. Yeah. I, I have it in a box somewhere. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> I do like seeing all the ads and stuff. Yeah. I do, I do miss that. Let's move on to issue 51. 51. Okay, so there's a cleaning lady... Spying on some criminals, and they catch her. 
only for it to be revealed that her cart that had all of the uh, toiletries and stuff on it is actually Chameleon, who is now a shapeshifter. Uh, noticing that their their big spy operation has gone south, he grabs the woman uh, who was doing the spying and escapes through a window. He apparently was shot during the interaction, uh, and we learn that they are business partners who are living a life of crime. Uh, Chameleon wants to be uh, more than just business partners, but she can't be with a chameleon dude. That's gross. Uh, he is able to, you know, shapeshift, but that doesn't matter to her. She's only interested in being business partners. Uh, we then see McIntyre. He it very much just wants a uh, a shot of the turtles. He, he's gone in a full J. J Jonah Jameson mode. Uh, and Chameleon says he's going to New York. It's revealed that he has been that he was in the studio as McIntyre was like, hey, I got to find those turtles. And that's what Chameleon's looking for are the turtles, because he knows they have some sort of connection to the shredder who made him the way he is. The turtles finally show up in the book 11 pages in and they're just kind of chilling. Chameleon uses his shape-shifting ability to lure the the, uh, the turtles out of their lair by turning into April. They then chase him to what looks like a museum. Yeah, chase him to a museum, and then he captures Michelangelo in his shape-shifting belly, and then there's a whole fight. Uh, they capture him. He escapes. He beats the crap out of them. They then have a full-on conversation about the Shredder, and... Basically, the turtles say, we don't like that guy either. I'm sorry that he turned you into who you are, but he also turned us into who we are. And I don't think there's any way. I think it's like a one way change. It's permanent, dude. And so he says, if you can't if you can't help, then I'm done with you. And he leaves at posing as a box. And. That's it. The turtles have to escape the. uh, The museum. Because the alarm is ringing and they don't want to get caught by the cops. And that's it. Like, there's literally no conclusion. It's it's just kind of a let's check in on Chameleon's life and find out, you know, how his how he's going. That That's it. I literally thought the next issue was going to have the chameleon in it. And then it didn't. What about you? I thought the same thing. Um, but what a dumb, fun read this was. I strongly agree. Like, <laughs> you never know what that dude's going to pop up, up as. Like, oh, he could be a, a, a thing of breath mints. Don't eat those. Or, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it could be a suppository. Surprise! <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't it just, again, I feel like he just had carte blanche to write whatever he wanted so many characters are in Turtles lore and even in the Adventures books. Why does Chameleon get this much backstory? Yeah. Now, of all of them, why that one? Now, we have we seen him? We've seen him before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. He was he was in one of the early issues. Okay. Like it's very a, early. It's been a really long time. So I don't remember this guy. 
And that's fine. Like he gets more story in this one than he does in the original book. Yeah. Do you know if we see him again after this or no? I don't think we do. Okay. Like he, he might be in like a small story that's in a special or something. There's a whole bunch of specials that we haven't even touched, but if we're talking like Canon one through 72, 72, 62, 72, one through 71, 72, I don't think he shows up again. And that's a shame because this this was just fun. Like this was pure Saturday morning fun. Um, yeah. You know, and I just I, I enjoyed every bit of it. Like I could have seen this as an episode of the cartoon. Yep. Yeah. Like my my, my only issue is that it kind of doesn't have an end. That like, is rather annoying. Yeah. The like the the outcome is Chameleon's like, ah, well, you can't help me, then I'm going to leave. And that's not a really satisfying way to close out that guy's story. Yeah. Yeah. I I do love that. Oh, where's the chameleon? It's like, oh, it's a giveaway. You just look for the big bulging eyes. It, yeah. That <laughs> I do absolutely love that. <laughs> like Oh, where's the scene? Uh, it's when they're in the when the turtles are in the museum and the it's just like in the 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 uh, the cover art for the issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah the chameleon on, on the is the Sphinx. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. A few pages before, he's the gargoyle. Yeah, and for a minute, I thought he was like the henchman dude because he's got the big bug eyes. I was like, wait, how can he be in two places at once? All right. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's really fun. And I feel yeah. bad for that character. I do, too. It it has almost kind of like a um, clay face feel to it. Yes, it does. Uh, we do get a fun. Uh, little little scene in the lair with. Um, Mikey playing uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots with. I guess Raphael. We don't. I think I think that's who it was. Yeah, we don't see that one, but that's a great panel. I I love Rock'em Sucker Robots. I hated them. Of course you did. Like it was it was an unwinnable game. It was just just it was like hungry hungry hippos with less skill. Love hungry hippos. I hate hungry hungry hippos too. It's just who can, of course who can, you did. Who can smack this thing faster? Anything else for issue 51? Uh, let's see. You know, the fact that Kevin Eastman's a henchman. Yes, he is a henchman. But yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's drift over to the last issue, uh, and that is issue 52. This issue opens with McIntyre and his his uh, right hand cameraman Squint still looking for footage of the turtles. And he's convinced that April O'Neil is the way to do that. Uh, April and the turtles are investigating some big slimy fleshy thing, uh, in the sewers, uh, that apparently has crystals near it. One of them, what's he pick up a, a crystal rat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is really odd. Uh, McIntyre and Squint are investigating the sewers as well, and uh, they stumble upon, or we're not there yet, 
they're investigating the sewers as well. Uh, they aren't quite sure what they've found, but they know that it looks like there's been an explosion. Uh, the turtles uh, are still investigating the uh, the fleshy thing that we're not sure of. Uh, Squint and McIntyre stumble upon Scumbug and Worm, who we haven't seen since like issue 12 or something. It's been a very, very long time. Uh, we very quickly find out that Worm and Scumbug have been living in the sewers, and Scumbug being um, mutated into a roach, basically he he's very resilient to dying, and Worm feeds on him very slowly. He eats him so slow that he's able to stay alive and keep Worm alive, and that's kind of their um, their symbiotic relationship. The turtles. They stumble upon this dude named Toxim, who it's kind of hard to... He looks like he has a Black Widow face on, like, a humanoid body with spots. I wouldn't say I love his design or even the fact that they don't give any explanation as to where he came from. Uh... (laughs) Scumbug and Worm start fighting because they they just don't get along, even though they've lived symbiotically for years, apparently. The entire time, McIntyre and Squint are trying to get footage. That way they can win a Pulitzer. Uh, The Turtles are fighting Toxeme. He has laser weapons. The Scumbug and Worm decide, you know what, we don't need to be fighting if we just eat these two dudes, we can both eat and we don't have to worry about ha- having this symbiotic relationship. And so they turn their efforts towards the two humans. The turtles and uh, April and Yuki, y- Yumiko? I think that's the name of her camera girl. Uh, they run and come to a dead end. Uh, only for the other party... The other parties, uh, Worm, Scumbug, McIntyre, and Squint, they all fall into the same spot. And so there ends up being a fight between Worm, Scumbug, and Toxeme, which is convenient for all the human characters uh, because all the bad guys are able to turn their their efforts against each other. Toxeme uses his laser weapon thing to turn Scumbug and Worm into crystallized versions of themselves, essentially killing them. He then gets his gun uh, hit out of his hand by Raphael's size, uh, effectively destroying it. He then flees into the fleshy thing that the Turtles and April were were investigating. And it turns out it is a spaceship that he uses to blast off into outer space. All humans survive uh, the turtles have words with McIntyre. They destroy his his uh, his the footage that he got of them, uh, and Worm and Scumbug are shattered as McIntyre tries to collect them to, you know, to report on in the news. This is a weird issue, an incredibly weird issue. Uh, Toxime just. Jumping in a spaceship and blasting off. Uh, There's very little explanation to anything that happens in this, and I kind of dig it. Yeah. What about you? Man. 
I mean, I was a little let down that we, you know, we didn't get a continuation of the, you know, the previous issue. But that cover is fantastic. Yeah. Um, this is like kind of like a melting pot of like, let's go walk right into this like weird, you know, <laughs> green goo orifice cave thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that seems safe. You know, like there, there's, there's a whole bunch of worm muppets. Mm-hmm. Is that <laughs> worm muppets is the perfect way to put that? It's just freaking me out. I love muppets, but no, nah, them's like muppet leeches, man. It's just you know, it's a uh, and spider predator man, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's the only part of this issue that doesn't make any sense because he comes out of nowhere. His character has very little introduction. They don't explain why he's a Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Like they don't explain his powers, don't explain his spaceship, don't explain where he came from, where he goes. He just kind of pops out of the sewer and he's like, "Baha, gotcha. You know? Yeah. And then at the end, he just disappears and he's like, ha, bye. There's... (laughs) He's there to serve one purpose, and that is to kill worm and scumbug. That's it. So I, I it's 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 a fun issue. It is. It it just would have been nice if we'd gotten more context in like lead up and you know whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Like th- this is a these past two issues have been really just pleasant one off issues. Set in New York, which we don't get a lot of in this series. Yeah. It's just like, why why should we stay in New York when we could go anywhere? Yeah, yeah. And oddly, the, like the one through line between all, almost all the books we read today is McIntyre and, and Squint and their pursuit of the turtles. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else for issue 52 before we wrap this baby up? Uh, no, not really any nuggets or anything like that. Like, all of these books were a pretty easy read. Yeah. You know, most of them breezed by. Uh, the 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 heavy hitters in the middle of the Black Hole trilogy, even though they get really, you know, cerebral, it's still an easy read. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at, at this point... 52 issues into the run. I, f- I feel like they're, they've really stretched their legs and they're, they're really running at full speed when it, when it comes to their, their, their story, Dean Claren's story capability. So very good. Very good. Well, that, you know, that's, I think that's, that's it for, for our main topic. Yeah. Um, what's next? Next time on Shellhead. Oh, let's see. We're talking what issue? Not issue. Episode one seventeen. That sounds right. Yeah, we are gonna watch some more. Two K three. Nice. Yeah, we're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna cross the halfway mark of season four. And, and honestly, season four is the last great season. See, you say that. It you it say- is. 
It's the you last great season. You say that, but I disagree. Uh, like fast forward is a good season. I wouldn't call it great. Back to the back to the sewers is fine. Uh, the lost season is bad. But well, lost season more. Remember when it was called the lost season? Yeah. And it just it kind of retroactively is named the Ninja Tribu- Tribunal. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to all of that when we get there. Uh, we're going to be watching ish- episodes 410 through 418 of the four kids <laughs> uh, cartoon from 2003, 2K3, that is has now available on Vudu. Well, Jeff, between now and then, what are you going to be up to? I'm going to be live streaming uh, every week. Uh, for Warp Zone Arcade, in addition to being at the physical location, um, where we have tons of games to play from retro to modern, uh, we're going to be adding uh, some more stuff uh, to the arcade soon. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check out our live streams, uh, well, maybe Sergio will put a link in our show notes for that. Um, just to kind of, you know, get some foot traffic over there. I have picked up a copy of uh, Shredder's Revenge on PlayStation. I might be doing uh, some solo live streams. Uh, um, we've got uh, Neo Geo. We've got uh, with you know we're changing the games out every couple of weeks. Um, of the uh, the original arcade cabinet where you do birthday parties, events. Retro game restoration, uh, it's cleaning cartridge games and, and stuff and more. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, if you're not already following us on Twitch, please do so. Uh, we are so close uh, to 50 followers. So, and I'm really enjoying uh, doing some live streams. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully we won't be so bogged down with news next time and we can actually focus on some TV shows. Thank you for joining me this evening uh, for this podcast, buddy. Well, thank you, Sergio. It's, it's been, it's, it's a blast as always. Oh yeah. Same here. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.